It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, welcome back into the Lombardi Line. Hour two coming at you live from Circa Resort and Casino. The show, as always, presented by BetMGM, Stormy Bonantoni, and VP of Operations here at Circa, Mike Palm on the desk. A couple halftime scores for you. St. John's, big dog in this game with number six ranked Marquette up 10, 36-26 at the half. That game on FS1, if you want to catch the back half of this thing, a no-sweat bet for our guy, Will Hill and uh, Wake Forest trailing Miami 29 to 34 at the half as well. Iowa State, though, looking good here over well, Baylor three, so far. Three just point. a few minutes three, in, but still. Three, three points. <laughs> I'd like to have that plus two and a half first half right now, but there's a long way to go. 25, 22 right now, about seven and a half or so yeah. minutes left in the first half. Okay, are you ready for no way or no doubt? No doubt. <laughs> that's the perfect uh-huh. that's exactly what i was looking for we're gonna get into some nfl headlines real quick see if we agree or disagree starting with the lamar jackson situation here the baltimore ravens elected to put the non-exclusive tag on lamar jackson at the franchise tag deadline and no way or no doubt nfl owners mike are actively colluding against offering lamar jackson a guaranteed contract to avoid setting or confirming precedent set in the Deshaun Watson situation. I find the game a bit, a bit binary with this no way, no doubt. But if I have to choose, I guess I will say no way. Mm-hmm. 
Unprovable uh, collusion, for, but collusion all, nonetheless. That would violate antitrust, and I don't think anybody in the NFL would engage in any such thing unless involved the USFL. Now, um, I think there's a couple factors here uh, that could be considered. One is they're not dealing with an agent, right? And he's, uh, again, trying to represent himself, which I don't think makes this process any easier in Baltimore for what they've tried to done with him. I think it's over in Baltimore. I don't think he takes another snap. I said that a month ago. He didn't go to the playoff game. I thought that was a real telltale sign. I also think, you know, we heard Josh Edwards talk about for these quarterbacks, it's just as important when they get to the whiteboard and they start asking them questions. Is it? I don't think, you know, you can backtrack off Lamar Jackson's history of sort of things he said. I mean, he wasn't aware of COVID. He got COVID a second. I mean, there's some of these things are really... A baffling. He, he's going to research about what is this COVID thing. And I mean, I mean, there's some red flags out there with some teams. A team that I don't understand why they wouldn't be interested in, though, is the Detroit Lions. I think the Detroit Lions have, a, a, especially with Rodgers leaving the division, have a real legitimate shot to win their division for the first time in, in decades. Um, I know they have golf, but they've built this team. They've built an offensive line. I, I think this team... He, as opposed to somebody you're looking at somebody for one or two years and you can go sign Lamar for five years, I think he fits in there. I know Miami's been very steadfast in saying they're not uh, interested, that two is their guy. I think he fits in Carolina as well. So we'll see how this all plays out. I mean, coincidental that Miami's not interested after they just had the report with Josina Anderson yeah. a few days ago that said they're exploring all of their quarterback options, and now all of a sudden they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. Sean King thought that might mean they're pursuing Tom Brady. No. Well, that's what he See, suggested. I, I understand. And like that was the whole thing came out right with Rich Eisen um, saying the top five rumors that he heard coming out of the combine, one of them being that maybe Tom Brady wasn't really done. Then Tom did tweet, you know, basically saying, no, I'm not coming out of retirement. I've got a, a cat I adopted for my daughter. But just selling the kids are in South Florida. Maybe he's just trying to get her back. I don't know. Um, but I. I don't see Tom Brady coming out of retirement. He actually filed the paperwork this time around. It feels real. It feels like he's done. The thing that was just confusing about the Lamar Jackson situation was the timeliness with which each one of these teams <laughs> planted the seeds with reporters to say they're not interested. And teams, by the way, who were very much so invested in the potential of getting Deshaun Watson, who did have unprecedented off-the-field issues, who did get, and obviously the Browns were desperate. It's a different situation. But Lamar Jackson, a guy who is an MVP, who you're going to get at a, like, for giving up two first-round picks, like, I think people could be looking back on this saying, how did we not jump at the opportunity to get this 26-year-old in this spot this isn't going to happen again. It, it, it's it's funny or shocking. But I mean, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Commanders. Falcons. How are you just saying absolutely not? We're not the, interested. I mean, things can change over the next few weeks, but in what world? No we, way. We live in a world where Derek Carr was more coveted than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> seems. And seems. I am I am a Derek Carr supporter, but Lamar Jackson, you, yeah, you're going to take him ten out of ten times over yeah, Derek Carr. Great in the Mountain West, so he's a big supporter. I, what can I say? <laughs> um, okay, no way or no doubt. Signing Aaron Rodgers would make the New York Jets an immediate Super Bowl contender. The Packers quarterback, of course, receiving permission to speak with the Jets. Everybody flew out to see him this week, and the odds are moving. The odds are moving. Define contender before I answer the question. Uh, makes it to the conference championship. Mm. 
Well, they have the potential to do so. I don't think they're a top three team in the AFC. Obviously, it'll make it a lot more interesting in New York uh, with this team. Yeah, you have a defense. You have Robert Salah. Um, I think he's ready for a fresh start. Will this reinvigorate Aaron Rodgers? Certainly, it puts them into the to the consideration. I think it's a strong word to say they're immediately a Super Bowl contender. If you mean by contender, are they one of six teams you're betting that you think they're they're you know have the to your to your spot? Do they have a good chance of making a conference championship game? I don't. Does it make? Is it going to make them the favorite over the Bills in the East? No. Uh, they're still going to be behind Kansas City. Maybe the everybody loves the Chargers every year. The Chargers, Cincinnati, still uh, in the race. I think it makes it interesting, and I'd like to. I'd actually like to see him in a new setting. Mm-hmm. The, the Bills are a team I think could take a step back, but currently an even money favorite in the division. Jets sitting behind at plus two fifty in the conference. It goes Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, and then Jets sitting there is the fourth shortest shot in the AFC. The Giants will regret giving Daniel Jones a four-year, $160 million extension instead of picking up his fifth-year option. Let's let's hear from Joe Shane first before we get your no-way-or-no-doubt answer. Yeah, I would say if I thought I was going to be here a year ago, I would have done that fifth-year <laughs> I'd have done the fifth-year option. Um, you know, but again, I knew from doing work on Daniel coming out in the draft the type of person he was. Uh, from everybody in the building, the type of person he was, the, his work ethic. He has all the physical tools. He's athletic. He can make all the throws. Just the situation he was in, I, I do think you have to look into that, like year two and three, you know, what he went through, um, you know, the talent that was around him, the injuries. You know, there was a lot that went into it. But being around Daniel for the last, you know, 13 months and seeing him play in the fourth quarter comebacks and winning a playoff game on the road, and there's a lot of positives that, you know, a 25-year-old young man uh, just displayed throughout the season. Well, hindsight, can we change no doubt to no kidding? Like, no, obviously. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding, they regret it. Now, do they regret signing him long-term? And let's take the 50-year option out of it. That that boat has sailed, right? That ship has sailed. I don't know. I mean, what are their expectations? I mean, could you argue if Eli didn't win the two Super Bowls, you're going to say Eli was a bust there in New York, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of different things, and what are your standards? I I say no way because I don't think you can say definitively that as we look into the future in two years, they're going to say, well, we should never should have signed him. We desperately need a quarterback right now. Daniel Jones puts you in positions to win a lot of games if you don't turn the ball over and you do the right things. I think he's got a very good head coach. And I think in, in that division, they can take a step forward and become a playoff team, become a second-round team, and compete to be in a conference championship. So I'm going to say on – Leaving out the fifth-year extension, no way. And, hey, getting the new agent certainly seemed to work if you're Daniel Jones <laughs> um, and changing representation to get what you want. It's just, like, I I certainly hope for his sake and for that of the New York Giants that the trajectory he is on continues. It's just so hard for me to fathom the fact that he is the seventh-highest average annual value paid quarterback in the National Football League right now based on ha- four years of mediocrity prior to this season and having coaching help elevate his game. And we obviously loved what he's, what we saw this past year and they won a playoff game. They got demolished in the following playoff game, but um, I hope that things continue for him. I just feel like it's a lot of money to pay for somebody that is completely still unproven in my mind for larger than a single season. No way or no doubt, Mike Palm, the Seattle Seahawks should still draft a quarterback at number five, even after extending Geno Smith. Um, Let's hear Pete Carroll's thoughts real quickly. 
When we talk about committing, we're talking to Pete Carroll here. When we talk to, to about committing this this contract to Geno Smith, does it prevent you? Does it allow you to draft a quarterback as well and continue to look towards the future? We, that uh, that opportunity is absolutely there. We could do whatever we need to do, you know, and and uh, um, which is a whole nother you know discussion of what's really exciting. And you know, the coaches are working at it, and the scouts are working at it to try to position this thing. When there's only you're at five, this is different than we're used to seeing. You know, this is really fun because you can pretty much predict what what's going to happen with you know four different choices you know so which one is it and and uh so um it's 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 we're alive on all you know uh, and all guns are blazing here that audio coming from seattle 710 a.m thank you for that uh, but this goes back to what we talked about with josh edwards a little bit earlier is it is it bs no way or no, no doubt <laughs> no doubt no doubt this is the perfect setup for yeah. them and they've never been able to draft this high because of the success that they've had um, you have to. Whether it's Richardson or, you know, whether it's uh, – uh, you're not you're not at five, you're going to get the top two guys, uh, Young or Stroud. But this is a perfect opportunity for Geno Smith to mentor a young quarterback coming in. And is Geno Smith your long-term – I mean, Geno Smith is still Geno Smith. I mean, I you know you signed the deal, and Michael Lombardi said Geno Smith's the third-best quarterback in the NFC if Rodgers leaves. I, I would take umbrage with that, with that statement, but uh, – I think it's the perfect situation to mentor a young kid. Talk about Pete Carroll. He, he, Will Smith talks about, or Will Hill talks about the guys that he doesn't like his in-game coaches. There's my number one guy in the NFL. Uh, I, I do think it makes a lot of a lot of sense though for them to get their quarterback of the future, move forward. The way that Geno Smith's contract, it looks like, is going to be structured. Um, props to him, by the way, securing the bag. Like, three times what he's made in career earnings in those first couple years under this new contract. So, good for him. We're going to step aside. When we come back, turn our attention back to college basketball conference tournaments. Fade or follow where the money is going. Stay with us on the Lombardi Line. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Our guy, Michael Lombardi, on a working vacation, but the man who never sleeps, Mike Palm, in his place for us right now. Uh, Stormy Bonatoni with you as we roll on from Circa Resort and Casino. Before we get into some of these uh, conference tournaments, what is this time like here at Circa, like this weekend compared to next weekend, for example? Well, next weekend is still uh, the number one weekend of the year. It's it's bigger than Super Bowl when you talk about it overall awesome. revenue, when you talk Thursday through Sunday. Um, but more people leaning now to coming to this conference tournament week. Obviously, the room rates are better. Better opportunity to get a seat in the book or get a seat at Stadium Swim. It's going to be beautiful this mm-hmm. weekend, Stadium Swim, 73 degrees, 76 degrees. Um, it's interesting this year because you push it in both directions because the West Regional is here. So the room rates are actually just, just as high in two weeks as they are next week, and it's, it's stunning. So many tournaments going on. you got the Pac-12 tournament, WCC, which is now over, but um, the, what, the WAC was the here. WAC was here. Mountain West. The Big West. Just keep going down the line. <laughs> if, if there's a tournament, you know, chances are it might be here. You, did but you know? I didn't even know this. The NIT, yep. whose final four always was in Madison Square Garden, is actually going to be at the yep. Orleans Arena this year. It's here now. It's amazing. Pretty cool. I love it. Pretty cool the way that, <laughs> I mean, just continue to add it to the list of things that are happening here in Vegas. And we're going to have uh, NCAA tournament rounds here pretty soon as well. Um, but it's awesome to see. It's 10, 15 a.m. local time here in Vegas. And the sportsbook's packed over here already, which is pretty cool. Um, speaking of the Pac-12, 
let's go through some of these conference tournaments and fade or follow where the money is going. The reason I think that the Pac-12 is a good starting off place is because everybody has been all over UCLA in terms of the highest ticket handle, um, the highest ticket percentage, handle percentage, liability in the Pac-12. They're the shortest shot on the board uh, at plus 140. And it's not like all of these bets are coming in in this past week, but people have had their tickets on the Bruins for some time. And now you're in a position where UCLA has lost one of their best players, lost mm. him in the, the regular season finale against Arizona. Stadium's Jeff Goodman reporting yesterday, Jalen Clark, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, nominee for the best defensive player in all of college basketball this year. Also, their second leader, leading scorer is done for the year with an Achilles injury. So not only will he not be here in the conference tournament, but down the line in the NCAA tournament as well. So let's start with what's happening right now in Las Vegas. How does this impact them today and, and moving forward in this tournament? Yeah, it opens it up a little bit. But this team is, I mean, he, he Mick Cronin kept together this core that went to the Final Four three years. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's built for the tournament. UCLA is actually our number one liability here at Circa as far as NCAA champion. Miami okay. of Florida, our second biggest liability. Okay. And I talked to your buddy Thomas Gable from Borgatti yesterday. Miami of Florida is one of their top liabilities. Pretty interesting. And they're taking care of business against Wake Forest right now in the ACC tournament quarterfinal. I think UCLA is too short a price. I agree with you. You went all in on Washington State with your, with your ticket. I, Arizona's a little too short, too. Mm -hmm. I, I would tend to bet Arizona game by game here. This is like McHale North. They travel better than anybody, even better than the L.A. schools here to Vegas. Uh, we Our tournament, because we have the suite at T-Mobile, the requests we get from Tucson and Arizona for this is 10 to 1 over any other school. Um, but it's tough to play a plus 140 and a plus mm -hmm. 170. I don't mind this Washington State at whatever you got them at 20 to 1, still yeah. 14 to 1. I think they're interesting here. If you can get to the semifinals, obviously you can monetize the ticket. Yeah, and Washington State was impressive last night too. Beat up on Cal, uh, 69-52 final. They're getting two and a half today against Oregon, which I also have I, in pocket. You have that play. You have, yeah, I bet you it have this morning. Yes, I like that as well. Um, I hope the committee doesn't punish UCLA because of the injury and say they don't. They've actually got three. Yeah, I bet it here at Circa at three. They don't deserve a one seed because Clark's out. I You have to go by the body of their work. Uh, and I think they've definitely earned a one seed. They're on the one line no matter what happens in the Pac-12 mm -hmm. tournament to me. Yeah, I, I would second that. They do play today as well, a nine-point favorite against Colorado, total 132. Um, CU beat Washington yesterday, 74-68. Just with this being, you know, the first full game that they've had to play without Jalen Clark, do you think there's maybe some figuring out the way that they're going to play without him that could lead that maybe that plus nine being attractive or if that number grows being attractive? I think it's sometimes harder to replace a defensive player in your lineup than a score, you know, because there's usually secondary scores. This guy's a, an all-country defensive performer, not just an all-conference defensive performer. So I think there's a little bit of a, a cycle about on assignments and who you can lock down and what kind of defense Cronin has to play. So I would pass on UCLA today or at least take a look at it in the first half okay. and see how they look in a half court. I think that's smart. Okay, let's turn our attention to the Big 12. Um, we talked a little bit earlier in the program. Bill Self is not going to be there for Kansas's game today against West Virginia in Kansas City. Uh, the Jayhawks are a four-point favorite in this quarterfinal matchup. They're also the highest ticket percentage handle liability mm -hmm. and odds leader in the Big 12. Um, we don't know what that's going to look like with Bill Self moving forward, but still this is a team that just won a national championship a year ago, is very much so built for success 
Um, fade or follow Kansas in the conference tournament? I think it's a decent price. I would follow here. Uh, and I think they get to play there in Kansas City. Helps them. Obviously, you want Bill Self on the bench as you get through to the semifinals and the finals. These should all be great games. I think you said, what is it, more than a four-point favorite is, mm-hmm. is a, has a less than 35% chance of covering in these games. These are great games. DCU's a great team. This conference so deep. Oklahoma, they're out. But, I mean, they, they routed Alabama. They could beat you on any given day. Huggins now, the most wins of any active coach with Bayheim retiring, still there, sitting there with West Virginia. Uh, I, I like think anybody in those top five could win it. If Baylor, if Baylor gets by Iowa State today, they would match up with Kansas next because that's the 4-5 game. It's interesting because, you, as I mentioned, Baylor had Kansas down 18 at the Fog. They were up 13 at half. Then they got rolled. Kansas won by double digits. I think that would be a very interesting matchup in the second round. I like Kansas over Texas if that's the final game. Okay, uh, Big 12 far and away, the best league in conference basketball this regular season has been so fun to watch. Now let's look at the Big 10. And, I mean, the Michigan-Rutgers game today, a big one for the bubble. But as far as winning it all, we have Indiana sitting here with the majority of the tickets, handle, and liability. But the shortest shot on the board is Purdue, that Zach Eady-led squad. I don't disagree with Indiana. They've beaten Purdue twice. They beat him uh, in West Lafayette. Um, I think it goes through you have to try to beat Purdue. I think Purdue's a little short at plus 175. Um, I think Indiana has, has it, it can play well on the neutral court here. Uh, it was big the way that the results ended up on Saturday that they wound up being the two seed. They, don't have, they can avoid Purdue until the final. I think it's worth a shot taking Indiana, and if they get to the final, whether it's against Purdue or not, you can monetize your ticket as well in that respect. I'm sure that uh, our guy, Wes, will like to hear that you think the guys from Bloomington can get it done. Yeah, but what happened to his Indiana women? Iowa, Iowa beat them. <laughs> Iowa's ranked second. I know Danielle Avari will be on to talk about the women's tournament on Sunday. Uh, but Iowa's ranked second, but it, according to the women's bracketology, they're nowhere close to a one seed. That's pretty interesting. What, uh, anything else? I haven't, I have got to be honest, I haven't paid attention to the women's. Well, the, this South Carolina team is. I'm insane. rooting for UNLV. That's all I know. This, this South Carolina team is unreal. I mean, well, year in Don, and year out, it's been like what that. What Don Staley yeah. has done with them, they're just, they're a cut above. It'll be interesting with UConn. I mean, UConn had their most loss. They've lost back to back games for the first time in 30 years or something. It was incredible. Since 1993, they rebound to win the tournament. We'll see what they do, but, uh, I just think it's you too tough. You never count out Gino Ariema's squad, right? It's too tough. Now, it, it, what did they have? 11 straight Final Fours? It'll be interesting. They won't be a one seed this year. They'll probably be a two seed. But I find the women's tournament fascinating. It's fun to watch once we get I've, into it. I've uh, I've followed it because I was a big Pat Summit fan growing up. I love Pat Summit at, at Tennessee and Leon Barmore at, at Louisiana Tech. So I followed the women's game. It used to be... You couldn't even get a bet till they got to the to the regionals. Now you see women's basketball posted on a daily basis, and people will take interest once the tournament starts. How's uh how's everything college baseball turning up here? By the way, good. Everything's great. There's a lot of interest. We're gonna have some partnership with some podcasts that will promote it. And you know, Derek's gonna continue to drive this forward till Super Regional Weekend is as big <laughs> as March Madness. It's always the goal. Yes. it's always the goal. No, but I love that you guys do something unique that not a lot of sports books do, and you have the Friday Night Baseball, and you care about it's, it. It's, and- like Tom Hart says, they're pitching before more people on a Friday night in the SEC than they are in a lot of major league stadiums. Are you um, invested at all in this world 
Um, I didn't. Derek said go all in on Dominican Republic, and I haven't followed it. I'm just starting to do my I major research. I heard a lot of people research. say Japan also. Really? Yeah, so at least that's what JVT told me. I know Derek's got a few tickets on Dominican, so I'm pulling for him. All right. Um, Big Ten, did you have any action in any of the games today? Um, I know Michigan Rutgers ongoing right now. I think we right should now. just follow Will Hill blindly. I mean, the guy, <laughs> the guy gives that St. John's first half, and they're up by 10. I yeah, mean, he's even. so hot. I mean, shouldn't we, shouldn't we just take the four and a half with Ohio State? Will Hill, you hear that? Mike Palm thinks you're you're so hot. That, Betting wise, it's like that Zoolander. He's so hot Betting. right now. <laughs> Hans, <laughs> we're gonna uh, take a quick break, but there are still plenty more conference tournaments that we're gonna analyze. Whether or not we want to fade or follow that handle, we need to get into the SEC. We need to get into the Big East. So keep it locked right here on the Lombardi line. Also, um, still to come this hour, best bets of the night. I know you already have your soccer in play. We're going to need to get an update on where those those bets are sitting right now. (laughs) All right, keep it locked. This is Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets tools like our exclusive betting splits plus our big dance bracket and betting guides these guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams cinderella selections bracket predictions and picks on every tournament game from vsin experts like brent musburger and the better known greg hoops peterson sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to vsin through the end of the tournament for only 19 dollars at vsin.com subscribe that's right 19 dollars. nobody beats crazy bill 80s prices Welcome back into Lombardi Line. I'm Mike Palm, sitting in for the gridiron genius, Michael Lombardi. And here she is, the queen of the XFL, oh, Stormy Bonatoni. Thank you for that. I got a, got a, I've had a couple of good games, all right, mind you, in the XFL. My season's been fun so far. I've been enjoying it. You're going to have fun every week. doesn't matter how the games are. I truly think I'm going to be super bored when I get back to the way I have to report on regular college, college football, football after this. Well, no, because I watch the whole uh-huh. game from the bench area. And I just if I have a question, I just go ask the coach the question. If I have a question to the player, I just go ask him. It seems like these players are pretty candid, too. Oh, yeah. I've some seen of a couple them are, clips of your stuff. Some <laughs> of them are characters, too. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Check it out. Uh, this weekend, I'm in Orlando, the Houston Roughnecks on ESPN2 on Saturday. Saturday at 7 Eastern, so check her out. But uh, we're going to keep going in terms of college basketball because these conference tournaments are underway and a ton of fun, a busy quarterfinal day today. And as far as some of the liability and handle in these tournaments, it's it's interesting to see where the money has been going. In the SEC, for example, the tickets and handle all backing the Kentucky Wildcats, and I'm sure a lot of that, that blue blood love mm. comes from the preseason as well. The biggest liability is Missouri, who I don't know what their number is right now, but you can get 30 to 1 in the conference tournament to win. And, of course, Alabama is the shortest shot on the board. But, I mean, they're a team that I've talked about for a while. I think a lot of people on this network have being a, a kind of a, a team to fade once you get to the NCAA tournament because of all the off-court stuff they're dealing with with Brandon Miller. It's been a little mm. bit a little bit strange and doesn't seem like it's really going away. But in the SEC, where do, where do you see things going? I'd rather take a shot again. So I have Alabama as a futures ticket as well. 
So I'm not interested from my perspective of betting Alabama. Um, I would, I think Kentucky is a reasonable choice. How about Texas A&M though at five to one? I think they've been the most consistent team the last month of the season here. Tennessee, look, they just go through these ruts where they don't score. They go 10, 12, 14 minutes where they score four points. So when you think about a third of the game, they're going to be at a disadvantage. I can't back them to try to go and win three games uh, in this spot. I think Calipari's really underrated as a bench coach. Everybody talks about him as a recruiter and a motivator and a planner. I think he's a great bench coach. His teams get better every year, teaches defense and rebounding. I was really impressed with their half-court defense against Arkansas. So I don't mind taking a two-headed threat here, four to one on Kentucky and five to one on A&M. And Kentucky, they, they have come into the tournament hot, uh, won five of their last six games. Their lone loss actually to Vanderbilt, who could be an interesting name themselves. Um, the tournament is in Nashville, not at their home arena, but in Bridgestone. Uh, they won eight of their last nine games after that whatever the hell happened against Alabama game, they've kind of changed gears and gotten their ish together. Um, is that a number at, what do we see there? 50 to one uh, that could be worth a sprinkle, a little pizza bet. I'll pass on that. They, they play with the benches on the side of the court, not underneath the baskets in yeah. the SEC tournament. So, and also what you said with Tennessee, their point guard being injured, isn't going to help. You know, to the Alabama, the distraction and the gun and all of this, you've been around college Athletes, don't you find them to be incredibly tone deaf the way that they're handling this? Yes. I mean, it's become an even bigger distraction. Like they're, they're I mean, their nose. A, a young woman, a mother was was killed, and whatever role he played in it, they they act like they're they're being persecuted here. The way that Nate Oates handled it, well, and granted, it's... like now it seems like they're starting to realize how bad it has been publicly. But I hate that. And we see that far too often, in my opinion, in sports, Mike, where people say things and they just don't even realize the way that it's coming out of their mouth until it's perceived from other people. And it's like, I just don't understand how you don't have the awareness in when the, you say things. Exactly. Great word, awareness. How can Nate Oates not be even more prepared to handle that situation than he is to talk about a basketball game when it's so sensitive? And it involves the lives of some of the lost and the lives of others. It's going to be determined whether they're going to be in prison, what's going to happen to them and their, their careers. You have to be so careful in the way you choose your words and the insensitivity and the, the patting down and all this nonsense. It's sick. Well, and they me. said that that's an airport security check. It wasn't please, a pat down. Please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, it's, it's not going away. And that's just something that as this team continues to, you know, make its way through the NCAA tournament, I'm not sure that, I mean, every post-game press conference, there's going to be questions about something. And By the way, I think the SEC and the Big East both have arguments as the second-best conference this year. I guess you could say the, the Pac-12, but I think they're a little top-heavy with the top two. I think the depth of the SEC, and I just think this Big East, I mean, they go six, mm -hmm. seven deep, and it's very competitive basketball. I, I wouldn't be shocked if... You know, the Big East gets a couple teams in the Elite Eight or, or three or four teams in the Sweet 16. Will Hill likes UConn today. They're yeah. the favorite in the Big East. Uh, as far as tickets and handle, everybody all over UConn there as well. But liability because of the odds sitting with Villanova at BetMGM. Where, where do you guys sit at Circa? Um, UConn. Yep. UConn was bet here at Circa in, in this in this event. Um yeah, you might have one of your favorites out with Marquette. They still trail by seven with 12 uh. minutes to go, 47-40. That game looks like it's going under unless it becomes uh, a foul pest. Interesting game tonight with UConn. Providence did get the best of them at, at home. Um, you know, you can make arguments here. These teams beat each other throughout the course of the year, mostly on these home-and-homes. 
UConn, you know, Amal talked to me, Amal Shaw, co-host uh, uh, Smart Money with Patrick Marr now, 3 to 6 Eastern, noon to 3 here in the West Coast, uh, Monday through Friday. Talk to me about this UConn team preseason when they were 60 to 1. And then, as Will Hill said, they were so hot pre-conference, and they got to be, you know, down in the 12 to 14 to 1 range, and then they went through that slump. I still think they have... Uh, some potential here as well. But I think this this is a wide open, mm-hmm. wide open league. Creighton, Mick, Nick Bogdanovich, who's one of our top college basketball guys, longtime director at William Hill, he likes Creighton. He bet Creighton at 40 to 1 in the NCAA tournament, thinks this team can make a run. Yeah, they went through that weird stretch where they dropped three of four games, um, but obviously won their last two games to close out the the regular season. And now in the tournament, we'll see what they can do. But yeah, that's a team that I know a lot of people liked before the season started. The talk kind of fell away, and now with the NCAA tournament approaching, the Blue Jays are on the mind again. Nick Bogdanovich used to be my neighbor when I was a little kid. Called him, oh, Uncle, really? called him Uncle Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Stormy there. Um, how about uh, the ACC tournament? Um, I mean, NC State looked really good really last good. night. But is that a one one game wonder, or do we think that that can be consistent li- through this tournament? Because no. I like like they looked awesome. I like them again today. Uh, against Clemson, I think they're playing today. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they're dangerous here. Everybody loves Duke right now. I would fade Duke in this spot. I think it's I I, I would go with Miami, um, <clears throat> Miami of Florida or NC State here if I was betting this tournament. And, and due to the odds, I think NC State obviously would be your choice. I do think overall Miami's the best team. They've been the most consistent team. I know newly retired Jim Beheim said they all bought their teams, Pitt and Miami and all, and all this, but <laughs> let's not forget the experience Larinaga has as well. And, uh, uh, and you're going to have to play a great game to beat Miami in this tournament. But NC State's got all the momentum right now. That game, Carolina had to go in and win that game. That was one of the key games for them, I think, to try to establish themselves in the tournament without having to make a deep run here. And they couldn't do it. I, I think NC State's peaking at the right time. What do you think about Carolina and Virginia today? Um, UVA, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, I couldn't understand that line when they played at Carolina two Saturdays ago when that got to be a runaway to four-and-a-half, and then Carolina blew them out. Of course, they shot the ball really well there. Uh, Carolina coming in with the momentum, a big win yesterday. I think Virginia's still overrated. If you look at their metrics, they're nowhere close to what they were when they were you know, ranked in the top five in the country in terms of deficient, defensive and offensive efficiency. I actually like Carolina in this spot, but I'll take the approach of I'll just cheer for him. How did everybody get so, how did we all, like as a society, get so tricked by North Carolina when it comes into this year? Because preseason, number one. Speaking of Uncle Nicky, he said he had him rated number one before the year. Um, I said, if Carolina is your favorite to win it, this is a wide open basketball season. Because they were an eight seed that made an incredible run. And they had some luck in the bracket as they went through. They did beat UCLA, which was a good win in in the in the Sweet 16, and of course over Duke, but uh, just because they got to they got to the national championship, and then they brought everybody yeah. back, and they bring Armando Baycott back, everybody and so. back, and then they were number one and were barely beating anybody, and then they went out west and got run out a couple of times. They're all Iowa State, one of the teams that that beat them out west, and they just they just don't have any impressive away from away from Chapel Hill wins here, mm-hmm. and so I guess you need someone on a neutral court in this tournament. I think they've got to make the ACC tournament final to get in the tournament. The, they, the big dance. They looked good against Boston College, but most teams That's have made Boston it look College. pretty easy to look Although good against. Although Boston College beat Virginia, uh, Virginia by 20. Yeah. <laughs>
Unless your name is Virginia. I felt so confident. That was such a bad a bad bet for me because I do not often bet big favorites in college basketball. And I was like, oh, Virginia is going to win this by double digits. They need it so that they like get some love in the tournament when it comes to the bracket and getting the seeds that they want and just disaster. That was a rip the ticket up, burn it, throw it away. Okay, we're wrapping things up on the Lombardi line when we come back next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. And just like that, we're tied at 47 with St. John's Marquette with seven minutes to go. Oh, and Marquette takes the lead with the three. There you go. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into BetMGM rewards points that you can use toward dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Strip and nationwide. Sign up for BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And sometimes... That's just how the cookie crumbles, Mike Palm. Marquette on the what comeback about, trail. We need overtime for our over. <laughs> we need maybe two overtimes. Yeah. All right. I'm coming to you for today's pro tip. Remember, everybody, vcin.com slash subscribe. You can get these tips from every single show here on the network. You know, whether betting a future with a conference tournament winner or breaking down games one by one on a daily basis, I think. There's a false narrative that some teams are motivated more than others in a conference tournament, maybe because they need to win X number of games to get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Every team is motivated in their Mm -hmm. conference tournament. Go back to your high school days when you played in your conference and you played in Everybody is motivated for the bragging rights to win a conference tournament. So whether a team has to make a run to get in because they wouldn't otherwise or they have to win one, two, or three games to get in, Nobody's trying to go home early so that they can get a little bit of rest. All these kids are playing their hearts out Mm -hmm. and coaches coaching their hearts out to win. And that's why you see, and it's unfortunate for some of those lower level conference tournaments, but like, it's not always the team that was the best in the conference tournament that needs that win to ultimately make it to the big dance. You see those upsets, even in those lids where you need the auto bid. So um, definitely a great point and make sure again, free daily betting tips at vcin.com searchable by show and by sport. Um, last night, three tickets were punched to the NCAA tournament. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Colgate wins and covers the big number in Montana State. Um, shout out NAU, though. Barely getting me that cover in the big sky. That's when the little hook comes into play, and you're glad you got the seven and a half versus the seven. Fouled on a desperation shot with nine seconds. We will left. take it. But, and they didn't foul down seven with six <laughs> seconds to go. So thank you. For the and the boosters for covering there, they've been pretty formful. Colgate only lost one game all mm-hmm. year. Covered the what, fourteen yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they were seventeen one regular season. Yeah. Christie covered the two and a half against Northwest. They were the one seed there, so pretty formful so far. They got theirs done. Yeah. Is there one of those? Um, I know Oral Roberts is a team. Some people have talked about undefeated uh, in conference play in the Horizon. Longest win streak Summit, in NCAA Summit, Summit. Yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, there are a few teams I think could be interesting that are going to be those 
like longer seeds. The twelves. In the tournament. The 12 yeah. Fives. That'll be that'll be fun to have on upset watch. Okay, we have a few good games coming up today. Um, if you want to make sure you get our guy Will Hill's picks, that was in hour one. Download the Vison Best Bets podcast because um, he has been hot, 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 as you say, in college basketball. But um, in the Big 12, TCU and Kansas State, this is going to be a really good game. Um, a lot of purple happening <laughs> as well. But TCU, a, a two-point favorite. It was a good and big, a short money line price. It was a good Big Twelve championship game as well, wasn't it? It's, a lot of speaking of a lot of that. Pro- can we talk uh, about that for a moment? Because may. I did have a Kansas State to win the Big Twelve championship ticket in football, and I just thought it was dead in the water. And lo and behold, everybody did. Kelly in Vegas did. Pam Maldonado had the ticket. Beautiful. Everybody had the ticket. Beautiful. I don't understand. They line nobody up over the A gap, and you don't quarterback so, sneak in I overtime. But two two conference championships I thought were dead. I had them, and I had Utah. And you know how bullish I was on Utah coming into the season, and then they lose to Florida the way they did, and then just I wanted to hate myself constantly week after week following that team. But then I still ended up cashing that ticket. It's amazing what it is to be a physical team in the Pac-12, though. Then you can push other teams around. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. They were both four and a half point home favorites when they played. During the regular season, and they both won by margin on their home floors. Uh, as Will Hill says, this is much more of a Manhattan. Manhattan, you just go, what is it, hour 45 on I-70, head east, and you're there in Kansas City, uh, than TCU. But TCU is, uh, TCU is a very formidable team. I think that's what, when you say the Big 12 is great, when TCU is this good, that makes the Big 12 so deep and, and, and such a great conference here. Not to argue with Will Hill now. I looked up in uh, Baylor's up eight on Iowa State. So, I mean, this guy, everything turns to gold. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's on TCU tonight. So uh, they're laying the two points now up to two, and a, two, and, two and a half now uh, in Kansas City. Uh, another big one. He is on UConn over Providence. UConn laying seven total um, in the 143, 144 range here. This is 1130 Pacific. 2.30 Eastern time tip-off, and uh, you thinking UConn can get it done, too? What's well, interesting, UConn favored by 7.5. They were favored by 7, seven half, at me. home in stores uh, when they won by uh, 18 against Providence back on February 22nd. Seems like a reasonable line here in New York City. Uh, I can't play Providence in this spot. I don't think that um, when it comes to Duke, I'm not somebody that's going to be backing them for the NCAA tournament to win it all. If people think that they can make a run to a Final Four, that's great for them. I'm just not so confident. But I do um, – I'm curious about how this goes today with Pitt because Pittsburgh has been such a good covering team all year. Pitt, man, Pitt beat North Carolina twice in yeah. Chapel Hill as well. And Will Hill's on Pitt here taking, taking uh, this line up to six here uh, – this game's going to tip off the next game after Miami gets done here in uh, Miami wraps us up over Wake Forest here in Greensboro. I just, I, it's hard for me to take play against those four schools, right? It's, I, I think they have a, a home court advantage when they're playing in Greensboro, but keep going. Will Hill, keep going. If everybody just, I think if everybody put a dime on all five of his mm-hmm. plays, he would you be disappointed at four and one? <laughs> That's the way. How about so the contest well. though? I think they had, of the ten folks in the contest, three of them went five and zero oh this week, and four of them went four and one. It was incredible. They've been killing it in this college basketball. It's it's hard to like be forced to make a num- a certain number of bets, right? Because like you want to like play to your strengths and bet the games that you want to bet on, but like when you have to make five picks, five's hard in an NFL out. Sunday, right? When we see in these contests like the Circa Millions or the Super Contest, 
it, you know, usually one or two you feel confident in. You get down into the third, the fourth, and the fifth pick, it can be very tough against the point spread. The good thing with the Saturdays is they had right, 150, 200 games to pick from. It'll be a little interesting now when they just have the 16 games on Thursday and the 16 games on Friday, and they kind of come up with the five plays. Totals or sides. Mountain West tournament underway at the Thomas and Mack Center here in Las Vegas as well. A few interesting games. San Diego State, uh, my alma mater, the favorites to Prohibitive win the league. favorite. Heavy favorite here to win this league. Yes, and I, I did bet them, although I'm not confident that they're really going to win it. It was more of a play of if they if they don't if they do win it and I don't bet them, then I'm going to be upset about it type of a thing. Um, last year, I was sweating it on the last second shot against Boise, and it did not play in my favor. But they're a nine-point favorite today against Colorado State. Beat them by 19 back on February 21st here recently at Viejas Arena. CSU did take the Aztecs to overtime, though. Um, their earlier meeting this season, San Diego State ended up winning by six. I guess now this number up to nine and a half. Um, I'm not going to lay the number, although I think it's more likely than not that they get it done against CSU. It seems like every year we're talking about the Mountain West. Can they get three teams? Can they get four teams in? I think a couple teams need to win some game. I think UNR's got to win a game here. Mm -hmm. uh, Boise should be okay. Yeah, uh, I think SDSU and Boise I are like fine. Utah State. I think Utah State's peaking the at the right time, um, but it's interesting. Let's hope it doesn't happen again where they go O for the tournament. I'm, those were painful. I, was, I know those were some was, painful moments for you, especially that Creighton well, lost to Creighton. Amal, <laughs> uh, I remember Amal, like he still to this day references with me the tweet that I posted after the game. And I was like, please, you know, leave me I, <laughs> during you, these you difficult brought it times. On. You brought it onto yourself <laughs> saying that. <laughs> um, Boise State and UNLV also facing off tonight. Uh, UNLV probably should have lost to Air Force yesterday. So, how do you, how Such a it, bad beat if you had if you had the uh, plus it, points it, with the Falcons. It was awful. They're up three with a minute to go. And then you, and UNLV can't even make the two free throws to win. In the game so you can cover the seven i've watched them play air force twice air force i don't know how they get shots off sometime but unlv just doesn't seem to play organized enough basketball um i like boise here in this spot even though it's at thomas and mac yeah this is a similar situation kind of i think to san diego state csu where they swept them in the regular season mm -hmm. one game was close one was a blowout um and it was actually here that the broncos just demolished UNLV with an 18-point win in January. I did do a money line parlay. Only pays out about plus 115 or plus 120. But I did it with Boise, SDSU, and Arizona um, also to beat Stanford. So three-team money line parlay. Just like my favorite favorites of the West Coast games uh, basically was how I played that one. But um, we'll see how things play out. Uh, any f closing words for the people? Here on the Lombardi line today, Mike. Lightning are a dollar seventy against the Knights at Amelie. Mm -hmm. Bruins a dollar sixty-five in Boston against the Oilers. Any interest in those two games? The the Bruins Oilers game is interesting because you have the best scoring team against the best team that in terms of not allowing goals. So uh, I think that'll be a fun historic regular comparable. season here by Boston. I hope they win it all. I do too. For I our really sakes. do. For our I really sakes. do. That's a wrap on today's edition of the Lombardi line, but keep it locked on Beeson all day. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.